0: Well, friends, the Hashtag59podcast is back. It's been a little while. We have our switchbacks and sandwiches season going on. And uh, good news is we're going to have probably, I think, three podcasts in a row coming up. Uh, But uh, we did not have any for a while, but we are coming back strong with some sandwich content today.
1: Yeah, but we've been doing them. We just haven't been recording them.
0: Yes. So we just
1: kind of got behind in the whole recording of the podcast.
0: Have no fear. We're we've been, back on track. We've been eating sandwiches.
1: Plenty of sandwiches.
0: Going on plenty of hikes. Yeah. We don't actually do much else.
1: No, not in really. In our free time. Mm-mm. It's
0: like what your grandma said. Good thing you two like to go walking. <laughs>
1: It is good.
0: Yeah. Uh, So today, Jill G., Grand Canyon National Park, we did a river trip there a couple weeks ago.
1: Just a week ago.
0: Yeah, just a week ago. We got back
1: a week ago, yeah.
0: For those of you who are unfamiliar, um, you can take motorized or oar boats down the Colorado River... In the Grand Canyon, we did a hiker's special trip, which left from the northern top portion of the Grand Canyon called Lee's Ferry, which uh, is very famous. Uh, It is the starting point for the speed record of going down the Grand Canyon by boat. The book Emerald...
1: Emerald Mile. The
0: Emerald Mile talks about that. And we spent five days sleeping under the stars on cots.
1: In the sand.
0: In the sand. (laughs) How much did you like the sand?
1: Uh, There was a lot of sand.
0: There was more sand than you thought.
1: There was definitely more sand than I thought.
0: And just so we're clear, uh, you put dry bags in with all your stuff to not keep them from getting wet so jill spent a good i don't know what do you think 40 percent of the trip trying to keep the sand out of your dry bag
1: pretty much opening it closing it opening it closing it i honestly though still like it's super dry down there with the sand and the weather and you're wet and then you're dry i honestly don't really have any fingerprints still no fingers like, no, yeah fin- the tips of my fingers are still completely cracked and it's like a week later
0: My hands are feeling good, (laughs) but yeah, you do not have any fingerprints right now. Mm -hmm. Do not let that discourage you though.
1: It's a minor, it's a minor hiccup.
0: Yes. This, I think this is the, a river trip down the canyon. I would recommend the hiker special if you can, especially if you're going to do a motorized raft. Uh, The ore trips are a little different, but I think it's the coolest outdoor adventure you can do in the lower 48 of the United States.
1: I mean, the canyon is just incredible. So it's just yet another way to be able to navigate through it and see the different parts. You know, even that is just such a small portion of it. You still only see a small portion of it, but it's incredible.
0: And we uh, would be remiss if we didn't mention that one of the packing items for this river trip on the Grand Canyon is a hat with a strong brim. That covers your ears,
1: yeah, like a like a bucket hat,
0: bucket hat, a surf hat they call them mm-hmm. sometimes. My dad and brother went on this their own river trip, an ore trip. Sev- uh, well, I was a senior in high school, so twenty years ago, and that hat went down the canyon on this trip. I wore it down the canyon on my first river trip. Back in 2015, Matt, our friend, wore it on his rim-to-rim hike in the Grand Canyon in 2018,
1: and... And I got the pleasure of wearing it on this trip. <laughs> so it has, it. has it's definitely at home in the bottom of the canyon, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> that is for sure.
1: We'll see who we can pass it along to next. <laughs> it's a wonderful denim hat that says Grand Canyon on it. It's yeah. great. It worked actually. It saved me from the sun. I joke, but it was. It's a really nice hat.
0: And we got some gorgeous photos of you with some toots, having Tootsie Pops in that hat. On Those the boat. will
1: not be on the blog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the switchbacks and the sandwiches. And this is kind of big. We had a sw- We had one to three switchbacks every day on this trip, mm-hmm. and we got sandwiches for lunch.
1: Every single day.
0: Yes. I love it. So day one, uh, we took a, we drove from Flagstaff, got into Lee's Ferry, of course ran into our buddy Brad who lives in a van because why would Brad not be there? To send us off. To send us off. And uh, our friends and us started going down. There was, uh, we had two motorized boats, four great guides, Mm -hmm. and there was 27 people in our group, I think. I think
1: so. Yeah, about 12 of us were, 13 of us were friends of friends, right? So we were all connected by a couple people in the group, but then got to meet some other amazing people, too.
0: And we had people, I think uh, the youngest was 18, and there was was people uh, probably, you know, several several decades spanned Mm -hmm. for ages.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So day one, we started heading down the river. And we went up this narrow slot canyon to a hidden waterfall.
1: Yeah, so this is what was cool about the hikers' special. Which side note, Mike here told me that all the all the hikes were going to be flat, and I don't think any were flat.
0: No, I don't think any were flat in any way whatsoever. <laughs>
1: so he had remembered his previous trip a little incorrectly but so you would get on these big rafts and you would float down the river and maybe hit some white water um some rapids you know you would get wet and instantly get dry because of the wind and the sun would come out and then they would pull over to this little sandbar that really honestly didn't really look like anything nope and they were incredibly experienced guides who then were able to lead us kind of into these i mean i wouldn't say they like they just knew the way. They yeah. weren't like marked trails or They're anything not. They're like it's
0: back. It's all backcountry trails. Mm-hmm. Some of them had names. Some of them didn't. But yeah. that's what's kind of cool about it. It's only accessible by boat. By for the, the most river. Part. From yeah. the
1: river. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we kind of walked up. I guess it would be it's, called bouldering a little bit, right? Like we kind of were climbing up.
0: Yeah. So when, when I said a flat, easy hike <laughs> on these slot hangings, what I meant was a steep Slick, narrow boulder in the backcountry.
1: Yeah, pretty much the same thing.
0: So we did that on our first day, uh, and that's was we use Grand Canyon Whitewater, and Mm -hmm. they pick the hikes. Yeah, Troy, our group lead, would work with our other guides and talk to the other boats, and then they would pick these hikes. But this first hike was absolutely gorgeous it was hard it was somewhere that we would have never found on our own
1: never i mean and that's what all of these hikes that we're going to talk about were probably somewhere between one and two miles i mean not really super long but really interesting
0: yeah i think because i think at the by the end of each day we had we had walked and moved somewhere between four and seven miles a day Mm -hmm. depending on the day so talk about your sandwich on day one
1: Oh, I'll talk about the sandwiches collectively at the end, how about?
0: Okay. Yeah. No problem.
1: Yeah, not a problem.
0: So day two, uh, we went.
1: I think the first stop that we went on, we should have looked this up before, but the first stop was really just a little ridge that we climbed up. It was just a few feet. And then there was some unique petroglyphs up there. It was There was also some, was it turquoise? Yep. Uh, that was kind of scattered across the ground, and uh, the our guide had talked, gave us some specific stories about that area and its previous inhabitants.
0: It was great, and then we went up another hidden slack canyon, and we actually took off, went through, we kind of we went up and around this ridge, then <clears throat> gained probably six or seven hundred feet in elevation. The guys, of course, are in their flip flops.
1: No, that was the next day. Oh. Wasn't it? Maybe. No, go ahead. You're right.
0: And then we went we went through this. Uh, it was almost like a, a garden with trees. And then we wound up taking off our shoes.
1: Yeah, it started to get really lush, right? Like you knew you were coming close to water back in the Slot Canyon because you could see just the different flora. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah yeah is that right
0: flora and fauna
1: (laughs) that was that was back there and it got really narrow and then there was this just trickle of water that was a pretty little waterfall
0: and it was going through the slot canyon i would say it kind of looked like something antelope canyon-esque uh if you will which is a very popular place in arizona that people go for slot slot canyoning that's kind of what it reminded me of took our shoes off to uh get through some of the narrow things had to you didn't want your shoes to get wet, kind of had to put your hands and feet up on the on each side of the wall and shimmy across. I got some pretty cool photos from
1: that. Mm-hmm. I know Mike specifically, you know, we had water shoes, and he has closed-toed water shoes, and so he hikes a lot in them. I think Greg did, too, our friend Greg. I was flipping between. We have the same
0: pair of shoes. Oh, you do? Yeah, twins. Twin, oh, yeah, I forgot that. Ugly one. twin water shoes.
1: I had some new water shoes, but then had been flipping back and forth to my hiking boots. So that's why we took our shoes. Some of us took our shoes off just because it got, oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe eight inches deep. It wasn't super deep, but it would have gotten into your hiking boots. So
0: Yeah. Come on. And that same day, we also went to the Redwall Caverns.
1: See, I think you're getting the days mixed Uh, up. But all of these things are wonderful. We did go there, which actually that was incredible incredible is that the name of it that's what i was going to say we should have looked up yeah um but it was like this big There was a huge story behind it too that now i can't even remember just about how many people some of um some people an explorer somebody thought could fit in there but it's like this huge kind of open cave i guess is the best way i would describe it filled with sand it's like a big beach it's just literally beautiful
0: and you could walk up and down the beach on your side this was a flat side hike
1: that wasn't a and, hike. That's where we they got out. That they got out games and stuff that you could play. Yeah. Um, but that was really just lunch.
0: And I went on a little side hike. You that went on fun. your
1: own little side hike. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's what's kind of nice about this trip. Mm-hmm. You can do your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, so whatever day we're on,
1: <laughs> we've lost the audience by now. So it's it's okay. But there's a couple more. What are the other ones we did? Oh, the um, ancient Puebloan. I thought they said granaries.
0: Granaries, yeah.
1: Which was interesting because I follow uh, Grand Canyon National Park on Instagram, and it was like two days after we were back, they posted about that on World Heritage Day and just said how it's like these small masonry storage rooms with open doorways that are tucked under this overhang on the sheer cliff, and that was their words specifically to describe it. And that's we were able to hike up to those and just peer in ever so slightly to make sure that we didn't disturb anything that was still there. But it was really incredible to see how they would haul food and everything up to that specific area.
0: Amazing hike, hard hike, beautiful views, and great story behind it.
1: Honestly, those views were maybe some of the best.
0: Some of the best you I've know, ever seen.
1: Both from a cultural perspective of what we were able to see and then looking out back over the river of how it twisted around and it was a beautiful day. Most, Almost all the days that you're down there were just incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the the water at this point, these hikes were nice because it would be 80 degrees in the sun and you would work up a sweat, but then you were back on the river and you were getting drenched with cold the river was cold Mm -hmm. right now this time of year Mm -hmm. and there was nothing better after uh being drenched with white water Mm
1: -hmm. to go
0: on some of these hikes but yeah Yeah. that was uh that is a really really neat
1: hike and then i think shortly after that is when we just went not too much further down the river and that's when the little colorado river meets correct is that how you would describe it which was like a Uh, caribbean kind of blue color the little it Colorado wild.
0: is wild. Uh, we did this awesome hike along the river. It's a side river that feeds into the Colorado. If you have ever thought or looked up going to Havasu Falls and Mooney Falls on the reservation or bid for permits, this those waterfalls run down and feed into the little Colorado River. So it had the same color. That... Yeah, Caribbean turquoise blue. It's hard to describe unless you're there. I mean, and then there was all these almost like Death Valley National Park-esque uh little salt.
1: It's like salt gathered. I don't really understand how that was, but it was like along the shore of that portion as well.
0: One of the most beautiful n- nature outdoor places i've ever witnessed
1: yeah and and i guess for a lot of us it came out of nowhere you know it was you're just going down the river and you can almost you can just see it you just kind of the change on in color it and, yeah, yeah it's it's crazy and that part is where we were able to get into that portion of the river too which i don't know if it's because it's from a different source or if it it was shallow because it was fairly shallow Yep, but it was a little bit warmer and it was, again, a nice day. So we were able to float down. They let us float down these little rapids, of course, with our life jackets on. Um,
0: I think only a third of the people got hurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was kind of rocky. It was kind of rocky. I, yeah, I'm yeah, i sure we signed our lives away to be on the trip anyway, uh, Nobody
0: got seriously hurt, No, Grand Canyon got. Water is great. Uh, no,
1: nobody got just hurt. Just some,
0: some dings and cuts running into the walls a little bit mm-hmm. as you would scoot down this rapid swimming in it. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I and then thought. you could
1: just wait at the end. Um, but it was incredible. Again, though, just like any natural element, you really understood the force of the water. I mean, those are hardly rapids, right? That we were kind of trying to float down and they took you for a ride.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the sandwiches before we get into the final big hike?
1: Yes. Okay. Is that our last one? No, we had one more. Oh. Remember that um, we hiked up and went through those slots?
0: Oh, yes. I had
1: written in my notes because you guys got out that little football and were tossing it around at the top. You remember which one you're talking about? Yes. So this one we pulled up to, again, another little sandbar. This was our last hike that we did. And it was, um, it almost felt like we were walking through like a wash, didn't mm-hmm. it? It was yeah. like really pebbly for a decent. That one was actually pretty flat.
0: <laughs> it was, thank
1: um, you. And we hiked, and then we kind of, of course,
0: did some bouldering. Did
1: some bouldering. They wanted to make it a little exciting at the end, so we climbed up this big boulder at the end, but then we just kind of hung out and
0: once again, it in. see like
1: yeah,
0: secret canyons, like places that you would never be able to visit never be able to see like that that's what these hikes were each and every day on this trip
1: and we only passed a couple of boats or one other group one time but to that point there was other hikes right that they were doing that we didn't do on this trip and so I mean I think every single trip is probably fairly unique in regards to what they do and how they're able to time it
0: and we're really only talking about the switchbacks and sandwiches on this thing yeah. there is, I mean sleeping under the stars the white water rapids, like there's so many other the wildlife, all those baby bighorn sheep. There's so much to this experience.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. But you're right. Let's get to the yes. sandwiches.
0: Let's talk sandwiches. So, so,
1: so that was the best part, right? When yeah. Did you say this is the best part. Jill is
0: very excited about this. Well, of
1: course I am because I like a good sandwich. But every day. Well, we had incredible food, right? The whole time they cooked for us. I have absolutely no idea how they're able to store all this food, have it in such an organized way, in a sanitary way. Um, you know, They were very careful with all kinds of you know COVID procedures. So we did a lot of hand washing or masks around the food tables, things like that. But so you would wash your hands and then they would have you go through the sandwich line. And every day was a different kind of sandwich. But you just ate them, I mean, of course, you eat every sandwich with your hands, but there's no plates or right? napkins. because they don't yeah. there's no additional waste, so you just are building a sandwich and then just eating it right there on the edge of the river, which was incredible.
0: We got a lot of good photos We of got sandwich. a ton
1: of photos, and I did realize pretty early on that Mike and I were definitely maybe the messiest sandwich eaters.
0: There people
1: were quite like delicate about it, and I felt like ours were all over the place.
0: We are sandwich podcast hosts and messy sandwich eaters. That is one hundred percent. That is
1: one hundred percent true. But yeah, so every day it was something different. We had turkey sandwiches, which are always you know a crowd pleaser.
0: Yeah. Oh, ham. you're stealing the line. So Brock, you just stole the line from my river guide on my last trip from Grand Canyon Whitewater. I
1: wasn't on that. Brock. Well, he
0: always it? said it was a big crowd pleaser.
1: Turkey, or he just said the phrase. The slot
0: canyon hikes and the camping oh, spots. He didn't
1: talk about the sandwiches. Okay. No. Well, I think turkey is always fairly popular, and if you do turkey, then the next day you have to do ham. So they did ham. Not a ham fan, so had a cheese sandwich. But then the third day they had roast beef and salami and our friend and Abby Our friend Abby did a half and half sandwich. Don't worry, I got pictures of that. We'll be definitely posting that. She was pretty proud of it as she should have been. It was absolutely genius. And then we had Is that when we had tuna?
0: The tuna challenge.
1: So we had a We ended up one of the boats um the motor a piece of the motor kind of broke off, so we ended up having to kind of sideline, shore up quickly, and th- as they fixed it, and they made tuna for lunch that day, and I think our lead guide was shocked as to how much tuna the group ate. He said, he- "I heard him say three different times it was either between like three pounds, five pounds, or it was eight a pounds. ten pound
0: I saw it; it was a ten pound <laughs> can of tuna.
1: I don't know if it was ten pounds. I
0: saw. I think I saw the label.
1: But regardless, it was like two huge bowls for, full of tuna, and I'm not gonna lie. I usually don't like a lot of stuff in my tuna, but mm-hmm. there was like apples and onions and veggies. It was, it was good tuna.
0: Not yes, tuna. it was.
1: Yes, very good tuna. So we had tuna sandwiches that day, uh, every day. There was Pringles.
0: Pringles were a hot item. We don't
1: even need to ask what our side dish would be for this podcast. Obviously, Pringles. Every different kind. There was pickles. Olives. Those were kind of at the end. Yep. Our friend Kim and I would always go back up and have a pickle wrapped in cheese. That was like our dessert.
0: That's a nice dessert. That's pretty, out I the mean, Grand they have Canyon. cookies
1: and stuff, too. but
0: Imagine that. But, dessert in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Pickles wrapped in cheese. Delicious. Delicious.
1: But they did have cookies. They had sweet stuff. Yes. They had so much food, you guys. They had, and every time we turned around, on all of those hikes we talked about, we would get to kind of wherever the end was, and one of the guides would inevitably pull out oranges, or like those little clementines, or Tootsie Pops, and like, who needs a snack? (laughs) Who wants a snack? I mean, I swear it was hiking and eating. The whole time.
0: And that's why it's a perfect it's why topic to. for this podcast. <laughs> now, I had different, I had two sandwiches for lunch every single day. I had the same sandwich, whether you believe it or not, but because <clears throat> not eating meat, I would eat a mayonnaise mustard with cheese, fresh tomato slices, fresh cucumber slices. A pickle on it.
1: Did you eat onions on it? There's and always some on, onions. there's always onions.
0: So I would double down on the cucumber, the distilled vinegar cucumber, and then the regular cucumber. Mm. And I thought that was a fabulous sandwich every day. It's pretty good. Then I would go back up and have tofurkey because they kept putting out this tofurkey for me. They were so sweet. I was like, I don't really eat tofu. You don't need to put this out. And I was the only I was the only pretty other than one other lady who said kind of prefers not to eat meat, but isn't vegetarian. But they kept putting it out, so then I'd go back up and I'd have a big tofurkey cheese mustard sandwich.
1: I do not remember that part.
0: Yeah, you were probably getting your uh, pickles pickle wrapped wrap. in cheese. Probably
1: my pick. I was fighting over for the last pickle. So and I then, think uh, I ate ten
0: sandwiches. <laughs> And went on about nine hikes in five days in the Grand Canyon.
1: It was glorious.
0: And we didn't even we didn't even purposely go on this trip to tout that in this podcast.
1: No, but very quickly it became apparent that it was a perfect fit.
0: It was a perfect episode. So let's talk about the last day.
1: Sure. Well, why don't we start with the night before? Because the night before, you got if them. we're just finishing up our sandwich talk here, they put out all the ingredients again, and they encouraged you to make at least two sandwiches and pack them in a baggie. They
0: pushed everyone to make two sandwiches hard, because too.
1: we Because half of the group, a little over half of the group, was leaving the next day. We were hiking out, which is what we're going to talk about. The other half of the group was continuing down the river, Um, And they were going to be met by people who were hiking in. So to make sure that you were fueled, that you had everything that you needed, that you didn't get hungry, because there's, you know, not services like that as you make your way out of the canyon. They wanted to make sure that people had enough food. And since we'd been with them for five days, you know, they wanted to ensure that we had everything. So we all made sandwiches. I made cheese sandwiches. Some people, there's a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches going on. But then there was stuff like M&M's and Pringles and, like, a lot of snacky food that they also were encouraging us to take. But for some reason, a lot of people— had one including bag. —including Mike here— yes. —just kept dumping it all in the one bag. So I'm sure he'll share a picture of it. But everything started to get really mushy together. Because, the, anyway, then they put it in a cooler for the night. And then in the morning, as we began to hike out and made sure that we had all of our food for the day in our packs— <laughs> And um, It melted. It was not the greatest. But that was on you, the chef, not
0: I loved – I had a PB&J sandwich at Indian Garden halfway up on the hike out of the Grand Canyon, coated in <laughs> blue and red and green, melted M&M. You know, when the yeah. M&Ms melt, the candy went all over the bread. And then I just wound up putting the M&Ms inside of the oh. sandwich. So I had a PB&J M&M sandwich. Then I had a tofurkey cheese, mustard mayo, tomato, cucumber, lettuce, M&M sandwich <laughs> for breakfast that day. Because I skipped the French toast because I didn't think I needed that extra
1: Yeah, they kind us stuff like French toast. like yeah. It was incredible. Anyway, so that morning we got up quite early. The coffee call was at 4 4.30. 430. In the morning, we had to pack up all of our stuff and get everything in the dry bags. to Just go a really short—I don't know, a few miles, maybe ten miles down the river. Probably less. Than
0: so that. got soaked.
1: Yeah, well, you did because you were right in front. The rest of us didn't get too bad, but anyway. And then we start the hike out on the Bright Angel Trail, which is an incredible trail. We. We've talked about this, I think, before. Both of us have done rim-to-rim, so it's really you're just at the base, and you got to get all the way to the top. And this is going to be about an 8-mile hike,
0: 4,400
1: feet in elevation gain. But they, again, the group did a really wonderful job of making sure that everybody had plenty of time. So that's why we left so early, because they want you to get up there um, before evening and enjoy your time course Mike went as fast as possible as he possibly could three hours three hours that's incredible that's a pretty good that it's, was a good yeah that's everybody crazy. was
0: done though under six
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was a nobody got hurt everybody had fun yeah and I'm, I'm sure the people who stayed in the bottom of the Grand Canyon for the rest of our trip our friends would agree that our group was <laughs> way cooler and creative sandwich makers, than the group that came down to go with them the second we'll half.
1: We'll never know. We'll never, never know. know. But we do like to tell our sandwich abilities. But yeah, so that hike out is really wonderful because there's all of these different stops. Actually, though, it was, I guess, to be early in the season. Is that... Yeah. So two of the water, water stops were shut off. So that's one of those things when you're in the canyon and you're hiking, you really have to pay attention when you get there to what water stops are open and available because... Uh, you don't want to be out there without any water. So we all filled up when we started, filled up again at Indian Garden, I think was the first stop. And then once you hit 3-mile and 1.5-mile rest areas, there wasn't water, but there was still bathrooms.
0: And there typically is water.
1: Yeah, they're almost always because that side of the canyon, like that Bright Angel Trail is really popular. There's a lot of camping.
0: Yeah. If you've not like done that. the Bright Angel Trail, I've hiked... Down all the way to the Colorado River on it. I've hiked all the way out of the from the Colorado River to the top, and you wind up on the South Rim, uh, which is it's kind of interesting going from isolation, no cell phone service, not talking to anybody for days, but your group, and all of a sudden there's five thousand people taking photographs at the top of the South Rim, like it's that popular of a place and destination. But you can even go. I I've always said. Life is different below the canyon, below the rim. When you go to the Grand Canyon, even if you could hike just a half mile or a mile down the Bright Angel Trail, the the views change. Everything changes, Mm -hmm. and it really gives you a glimpse into the magnitude and depth of this. I mean, there's the walls. Some of the walls of the Grand Canyon are billions of years old.
1: Yeah, and that was another thing. Our guides did a phenomenal job of talking and helping identify like the different rock layers and the stories behind them and all of that geology, which I only retained portions of it. But, I mean, it was really, really interesting. The other thing I was going to say to Mike's point is, I, of course, I think that we're big advocates of getting out there and hiking, but for you or your family or friends or anybody that's going to the South Rim and is maybe going to hike in a bit on the Bright Angel Trail, you start, of course, if you start at the South Rim, you start by hiking down, Right. And it's beautiful and it's exciting. And it's not, it doesn't feel like it's a super steep grade when you're going down. But then you do have to turn around and go back up. And we see a lot of people each time we've been out there really struggling kind of to get back up just because maybe they went further, right? They ended up going down 1.5 or almost three miles. And then you got to go back up, and that's more of a hike than you bargained for. So just, you know, like everything else, making sure that you practice safe hiking make sure you take water good shoes things like that just so that you're always safe out there because um it's you get really lost I think in the views and the beauty of the canyon that all of a sudden you're two miles from the top and have to get back up which everybody always does just fine but you know We're struggling, or I was struggling because I'm coming up from the bottom, but there were some people that weren't expecting it that didn't have water, and some of those water spots were shut off and stuff, so you just got to be careful.
0: And most importantly, take care of yourself, or more importantly, not just take care of yourself, take care of the trail, don't feed the animals, leave no trace. Yes. Okay, so I have a closing question. Favorite hike and favorite sandwich of the trip?
1: The, you were
0: first. I'm going to say my favorite hike was up to the granaries with the in the ancient Puebloan ruins. And my favorite sandwich, obviously, was a tofurkey with cheese and M&M's.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was going to say my two favorite things, which were not really the hikes, though, were that Redwall Canyon and the Little Colorado. River. Little
0: Colorado River is a hike.
1: I guess so. That was a hike. So that was probably my favorite, just going over and seeing that, the differentiation between the river. Uh, and then I'm going to say tuna.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice. I was
1: surprised. I was like, in the sun eating tuna. Ugh, I don't know about this. And it was delicious.
0: And Troy, our guide, was very impressed, as he you was. said. He was. Or just confused.
1: Or maybe he didn't Astounded. even get a sandwich because everybody ate it. Who yeah. knows? But it was great.
0: Go to the Grand Canyon, go on a river trip. Uh, I've gone with Grand Canyon Whitewater twice. I've done the bottom half of this, they're outstanding.
1: I really can't say enough about those guides. They work so hard. And I mean, it's a really incredible trip.
0: Absolutely. It and is. I mean,
1: I would say a big piece of it is because of them. Yeah, from everything—from cooking for you to the information they share to making sure that you have everything you need—and just always super pleasant and accommodating. I mean, it's a tough job, but they're really good at it.
0: And if you do decide to go, tell them uh, we sent you. We're in their portal. We
1: oh yeah we are yeah
0: we have an account.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a part of the social social media. Your social information in their account.
0: Uh, so that's all for this episode of Switchbacks and Sandwiches. Thanks for being here. Uh, we are going to be back. We're going uh, international next episode. Yeah. We're go- we go uh, to Costa Rica and go hiking with our friend Diego. Yeah.
1: And we might start eating a sandwich while we cut these.
0: Yeah, we were talking about be a it. a
1: new addition. Bonus sandwich.
0: Going to have to stay tuned and find out, though, for sure. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening, friends. This was the hashtag 59 Podcast. Uh, If you like the episodes and have not done so, subscribe so that you get every episode and leave us a review. If you really like it, we'd be grateful for that. And check out our website, hashtag59.com. We have a blog. We have the podcast. We also have a trash cleanup team and a postcard club. Lots of ways to get engaged in the outdoor adventure community that we have. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Peace out, friends.